back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. This week's episode is the 2018 review slash Netflix slash best of, worst of slash episode extravaganza. Um, with me to talk all things movies is Anth. Anth, how you going, bud? Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Sam, I'm good, mate. How you going? I'm going well, man. I'm going well. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to you, the listeners. I completely forgot about that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. We love you. Um, I thought we'll have a pretty loose format for this episode because I haven't really, um, uh, you know, prepared much to be honest. Um, Being a bit lazy, um, but I thought we'll start with maybe a Netflix roundup of all the movies we've seen on Netflix over the uh, New Year's Eve slash Christmas holiday. Then we'll probably jump into the 2018 highlights and lowlights, and maybe end end the podcast app on a summarization of the year in general and uh, what we thought 2000 brought. Um, in terms of movies, how do you feel about that, Anth? Yeah, I feel great, man. But like, legit, all I could do is just I could go to the toilet, take a crap, and that would summarize it in about I don't know two minutes. Save us an hour if you want. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> so, hey, so listeners, um, over the over the holiday break, we were meant to go see Creed, but that just didn't happen because uh, Anth is extremely busy, and he, whilst everyone else is getting drunk and having a good time, he's uh, working. Eight days in a row, twelve-hour days, fourteen-hour days, so that you can have a delicious, delicious uh, Christmas lunch. <laughs> you know what? I don't even know where people would fit the vegetables that are growing their Christmas lunch. So I've just come to the theory that people just like to buy things over Christmas and they don't care what it is. So thank you very much, people of Adelaide, for buying your vegetables local. But geez, guys. Just, just give me a break, all right? Give me a break. You've turned me to alcoholism, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So the the movie I asked Anthony to watch was um, the Indonesian film The Night Comes For Us. Um, Woo! And uh, I guess it's on Netflix now. It's I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on every Netflix, so international listeners, you should have it as well. Um, it's a Netflix, the first Netflix bought film, um, I think, that's made by... Uh, by what's he called? I forgot his name already. God damn it! What's the director's name? Timo Tijanto. Tim Timo Shadjanto. I don't know, man. Timo something. It's the it's the same guys that made the raid. The raid two um, also made this film. The night comes for us. It's an Indonesian action film. Um, so of that genre, I guess if it is a genre, I guess action is, is a genre. He's got a he's got a couple of movies that have just made um, Netflix as well. So th- recently this year, like he's got um, "May the Devil Take You" as mm-hmm. a horror film. Um, then obviously we're talking about "The Night Comes for Us." Um, so yeah, it looks like he might have a little deal going with uh, the old flicks. Yeah, and Irik is a perfect sort of platform for it because um, I remember when the raid came out, it was pretty hard to get a hands on um, on that unless you downloaded it illegally. I'm not saying I did, but I'm saying it was very hard to watch. So the fact that this is on Netflix is perfect because I can just sit home, relax, and uh, zone out and watch it. So, Anth, what are your initial thoughts on The Night Comes For Us? The Night Comes For Us? I mean, uh, yeah, you told me to watch it. I probably shouldn't have watched it after a, uh, you know, as you would like to say, 12-hour long day working my butt off Um, because it took, like, there was so much action. It was a great movie, and I was falling asleep, not because I was bored, but because it just, like, drain the hell out of me so i like had to pause it halfway take two short blacks couple bars of chocolate 
and some salt uh, and vinegar chips, and then I was all good. But yeah, that was really, really intense, really good. That was how you do an action movie with minimal story and maximum action and no CGI to you know to perfection. Oh, I feel it, it did. It, well, some of the knife stabbings had a bit of CGI, but it wasn't. Um, and the blood splatters were a bit CGI, obviously, but it wasn't. The action was all choreographed. Um, one thing I got to ask you. What is your fucking deal with salt and vinegar chips? Why do you love them so much? Man, look, my nonno, that's uh, grandfather for anyone who uh, isn't of the Italian uh, descent, um, told me this trick that when you're going for a long drive and you're maxed out on coffee, go get yourself some crinkle cut salt and vinegar chips and eat them and they'll keep you awake. I did that and he's on the money. It works. So that's my deal, man. That's my deal. But you're not driving. <laughs> you're watching a movie. Uh, you know what? There was so much happening. It was just like I was going for a long drive. All right? I was tired, Sam. Give me a break. I would argue... Uh, what's a better chip? Tangy? That's a good chip. But I don't like the nah. crinkle cut either. You like the crinkle I like the, I like the numb cut. Yeah, well, you know what? You don't live life on the edge like I do, mate. I like light my crinkles. That's, it. That's what it's called. Light and tangy. That's the flavor. Thin yeah, you would. Tangy. You would like that. <laughs> um, so one of the good things about this film is that, well, not good things, but I mean, one of the things I really enjoyed about this film was that the fight scenes are choreographed pretty pretty spot on. I mean, they're, they're very fluid fighting. Um, it's not like um, the 80s action films where you had like some of the worst throwing punches. It, it feels like they connect. The knife uh, fights are all brutal. The machete slashes are fucking brutal. Um, it is grotesque in that um, it doesn't shy away from showing the cuts and the blood splats and the and the I guess the just the violence or the brutality of the fight. But at the same time, um, whilst that's good, all good and, and and engaging and fun to watch, I felt like perhaps by an hour thirty, I was like, all right, can we maybe just slow down for a bit and change change gears? Um, because I, you kind of, it kind of washes into one big fight, particularly when you're trying to remember this film back. Mm. It's, it's like you got to think about, oh, there's so many cool action parts and so many cool sequences that you can't really remember at all because it doesn't give you a, a break at any stage to really soak what you just seen because it's just yeah, no. rolling and rolling and rolling onto the next one. Agree with you 100. percent I actually feel if they cut because it went two hours, two hours ten. I think if they cut out half an hour i think the movie would have been a perfect because yeah you're right like there's only so many times um somebody can get almost decapitated or shot mm, or mm. you know until it, you kind of just get desensitized to it and i felt like the final fight couldn't really engage 100 percent because we've seen pretty much everything and to their credit though they did bring out some new stuff but you know by that point you're just like okay some more blood some more guts but still still great but they could have trimmed it back a bit or yeah. slowed down well, in particular, the the fight scene where um, the uh, is it Faith um, uh, and Fatty, Fatty um, and Bobby, they're in his apartment. Is it whose apartment is it? I can't remember. Um, I think it was uh, Fatty's apartment, wasn't it? Yeah, with the with the kid. Um, should we explain the narrative of the story? I guess we should because we, we presume people haven't watched this. So basically. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a, a triad uh, elite assassin. Is uh, it opens with a with a triad wiping out a fishing village um, because they apparently stole from the triad. It's set in Southeast Asia. It's very ambiguous. I mean, most of the action play happens in Indonesia, 
but it gives the impression that this is kind of like a Southeast Asia regional um, sort of scope where the triad is has tentacles in every sort of Southeast Asian country. Um, so the triad basically wipes out this fishing village and this little girl is a sole survivor and they're about to kill this little girl but the main character um, who's really played awesomely, um, his, his name's Ito and he's an elite triad assassin has, I guess, not a change of heart, but he's just like, he's over the bullshit of the triad. So he decides to wipe out the, the gangsters he's with and save the little girl. And then the movie kind of just follows Ito trying to get this little girl out of Southeast Asia. And he returns home to Indonesia to really kind of get the help of his friends. Um, but I guess they don't really help all that much because it's down to him sort of <laughs> trying to get the job done, I guess. Oh, they, they do. They, they, I mean, they all kind of cark it but they do they do help a little bit <laughs> uh yeah i mean i mean bobby's probably a big help um uh so i can't remember the main guy that he is is, is fat, fatty fatty was the fatty was his friend yep um and he and then the gang that he was with was uh bobby and uh some other kid arian that was the like, Ar- arian arian was arian was his protege that ended up um, who stuck with the triads? Mm, who, right. who, like, I think threw their name under the bus, which is why they found them at the apartment, and then Correct. they they had their final final uh, confrontation. Because Arian, I guess, thought he could leverage that knowledge to get favor with the triad and and get a higher position in the triad sort of com- yeah com- um, structure. I um, mean, yeah. So the, basically, the film just follows him uh, through. Him trying to escape, Ito trying to escape with the girl through Indonesia and Arian chasing him down, pretty much. Um, so, anyway, so that's the, the plot, general plot. But what are the, the plot, I was, uh, the point I was going to make before, um, one of the good things about this film and in the, in the action sequences is that when you're seeing the fight, you kind of, you don't know the outcome if that makes sense, because the fight is so realistic and, well, not, maybe not realistic, but um, brutal, that, and the heroes take so many hits and that the enemies are so numerous that you're kind of thinking, oh, how are they going to escape this one? And after that scene um, in the apartment, I think Fatih's apartment, where they all die, essentially, and only the little girl survives, you're kind of thinking, oh, fuck, is Ito even going to make it through the end? Mm. Um, so uh, what do you think of that, about how pretty much the... Not the heroes, but, I mean, main characters that are aiding Ito all pretty much die. Yeah, that was, um, I wouldn't say really shocked me, but it was a little different. Like, I didn't expect them, I expected them all to die at some point, but I didn't expect them all to die in the one, you know, that one scene. And mind you, when we say scenes, this is for our listeners, like, these scenes do drag out. Like, it's not like... You have, you know, these guys go to apartment and then there's a fight and then, you know, two minutes later, you know, they're on the streets and they're on the run. This is like they go to an apartment and they're having a fight for like 20 minutes and then eventually you think it's over, but then another gang of triads come out of nowhere Mm. and then there's another fight, but it's all based around that initial apartment fight. So, you know, you have all these characters you just get introduced to and what I liked about that fight though is that like that Bobby character, right? You know, you didn't really know much about him except he had a uh, that he's missing a foot or something. 
But in that whole scene, um, after his introduction, that whole apartment scene, you you find out he's like a tough lunatic who, you know, like when he snaps, goes absolutely batshit crazy. And he's, you know, insane, but caring, like, you know, he's got a heart. And then he dies and you feel like in that whole time you get to know him and then you feel bad for him when he finally dies. So it's I think weird, that, that was how, like, so care. well done. Yeah. That was so well done. Yeah. yeah so, um, I don't even know what your initial question was, but whatever it was, good. Well, it wasn't a trope. All I'm saying is the, the general trope is that, particularly with these 80s um, and 90s action films, is that the, the heroes always survive. So if you look at, the, say, for the, the yeah. Expendables, for instance, right? Um, like you could have a th- an army of millions shooting at them and they will still survive. Whereas you look at this, for instance, it was where it's an, an army of whatever, millions with machetes and they get chopped to pieces and they die. Yeah. They still kind of get what they want. Like they still, maybe the kid lives or they fight long enough for someone to escape or for whatever. But it's like, not I wouldn't say it's realistic, but it's like it's a, a, a pleasant change of pace where you're just not, you're not constantly, oh, yeah, the hero wins, the hero wins. Like, there's always going to be stakes and sacrifices with every fight because with every fight, essentially, um, I think, that, like, literally the only fight where Ito comes out on top is the end. Like, he well, loses no, pretty much well, he, does, he doesn't anyway, does he? Like, well, he, wins, yeah. he wins that fight, but he ends up getting uh, gunned down. So Yeah, I mean, he does, but, like, it's like, it's just the narrative is that with every fight, you know, there's obviously got to be consequences, and that consequences will also be to the detriment of the protagonist, which then mm. kind of elevates the stakes. And then you think, with well, the next fight, well, is he going to make it out this time? Is he going to make it out this time? How much is it going to cost him? And it's just literally, how much is this fight going to cost him? Um, what did you think of the generally of the of the uh, of the cinematography and sort of like the setting? Because it, it is some of the fights, particularly that warehouse, um, is like oh, yeah, this is clearly a stage sort of thing. It's almost a bit. I felt it was like times could be was a bit B grade. Yeah, you know, I look. I'll be honest. I didn't really care too much about the settings because I was so immersed in in the um, the the action cinematography and the action itself. Because um, there's no way they would have been able to do the choreographed stunts that they did in an actual apartment or in an actual you know car park warehouse kind of thing. So they. And, and the camera movements as well. So I think that was just, you know, just something they needed to give up to make the action work. And to me, it didn't really, honestly, it didn't make a difference because I was just watching this amazing martial arts and choreography and and just caught up in that. So to answer your question, no, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, the end of this movie is that um, Ito... Uh, gets attacked by a female sort of assassin called the Operator, and her mission is to wipe out the Triad's elite assassin. I think they're called the Seven Seas or, so, or the Six Seas or something. It's Six Seas. Yeah. Um, and she kind of defeats him in, in the fight and says, look, I'll let you leave provided you die. I think that was the agreement. I can't remember. I watched this a couple of days ago. Um, so Ito's pretty much on a suicide mission to save the girl and kind of redeem himself, his life of shitness and crime and, and, and just being a, a bad bloke is going to be mm. redeemed through the self-sacrifice to making sure that um, the girl survives. So it's pretty cool. I mean, look, I mean, plot-wise, it's not nothing fantastic, um, but it just goes to show like, like how starved I am for 
movies that don't one involve capes and tights <laughs> and two aren't so fucking cgi reliant just a question with that for you i've got a question for you so yeah there, there'll be some people out there that probably you know won't that won't like this movie because of the fact that it's so heavily choreographed and like the fight scenes themselves, like though all the martial arts and that Indonesian martial art, just a shout out to that. It's yeah. called Pencak Salat. Oh, so that, yeah, I was going to ask. So that's the actual martial art. So I thought they were just doing like... Well, they, the character um, Aryan played by Aiko Yue, so mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sorry, man, if I don't say it right. Um, he... Uh, he practices that martial art. Um, uh, Joe Taslim, I think he is a judo practitioner. Um, so yeah, we show judo, taekwondo. Um, so there's there's a whole mix, but that the main martial art there is pencaxalat, which is the same one that they use for the raid um, and the raid too. Because I was trying, I couldn't figure out what they were doing. I was trying, like looking at that style and thinking, I've never seen that before. And then a bit of research. It's um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So my question for you, Sam, is that: Do you think that are you are you able to enjoy the action, knowing um, that it's heavily choreographed and um, it, you know, look, it's realistic, but it's heavily choreographed. Are you able to enjoy that more than you would say a CGI extravaganza or like a more realistic fight scene where it's over in a you know a couple of seconds? Like, are you able to enjoy that choreography or does that take you away from the action? Okay, so if you compare this sort of setup to uh, Jason Bourne. So Jason Bourne is that. It's quick action, cut fast, so you can't really absorb it. Don't have time to seek, see, um, have let it sink in. Um, whereas this is more, uh, not wide shots as such. It's, it's steady cam held, but it's not wobbly. Mm. Um, it's like it follows the movement um, and it's quite clearly almost like a dance sequence at times, right? Yeah. I get bored of it maybe, not bored of it, but I kind of lose focus maybe six minutes in. Yeah. Uh, the one that one fight I thought I thought was pretty, uh, just went for a bit too long was the apartment sequence. Yeah. Um, I thought that could have really been, they could have cut down maybe three or four minutes out of that particularly because it was I mean I guess it was just to show how much tried wanted that kid but why would the tribe care about that kid I guess it's caring about Ito going rogue as opposed to caring about the kid but but that to answer your point is yes if it's a bit too long but then I like the butcher sequence when he goes to see that butcher yeah and that was really short and sweet and that was cool and oh, I like the fight with Arian uh, and the end fight and I like the fight with the operator and the two uh, t- the two female assassins. I forget their names, but because mm. they were pretty short and concise and pretty, you know. Just just quick quick direct. one. How how badass were those? Um, was that female fight scene? Like those three females, like they kicked some serious ass, and like it, there was no holdbacks. Like the the operator ripped the freaking finger off. I remember seeing that and then texting yeah, you. Cool. What the what the hell did I just see? Like that was that was awesome. So shout out to those girls. They did well, great. You talk about like wanting more representation in films. I mean, yeah. the, these films like countries like Indonesia, if they're making top banger, fucking um, like these films exist. Was my point right? You just you kind of got to not look from in the American mainstream. 
Mm. Um, like this film is from Indonesia, and the the like some of the sickest warriors are the females, um, the operator, and the two deadly female assassins. Right? I mean, yeah. it's a bit cliche that they have to be lesbian, all right, and whatever, because they're obviously whatever. All right, they have to be lesbian. But I mean, it's like <laughs> it, it's just like representation. Think about it. Like all the cast is all literally Asian. Um, uh, you know, you, you you do have the token white person. Um, <laughs> You got you know females taking names and fucking writing checks like they just kicking ass. It's, yeah. it's it's like it's so it's just like almost like this is what 2018 is sort of thing like either like or 2019 I guess like people are doing these sort of this sort of stuff and I guess I don't really have a point but I'm just saying like it's it's just a pleasant change to see um, that inclusiveness I guess. Yeah, you, you know it was. Um... You mentioned them being lesbians. It was... Um, I felt the same thing. I'm like, okay, they obviously have to be lesbians, but I think they realized they made that joke when um, when one of them were dying and she was like, how come you didn't help her? She's like, you can't help the dead. I was like, oh, oh so you're heartless. So you yeah. don't care. <laughs> That's killer. Like, That's what I mean. But- like these guys, these, the, 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 I, should, I don't know their names, but the, one was blonde um, and one was like a Chinese sort of comfy with a special sort of... Um, I'll bring it up in a sec. Like, what was the weapon she had? It was like a ball with a wire. A um... Yeah, you know what? That kind of was... I looked at that weapon. They, that, I was a bit like, yeah. See, I was. I watched the um, Raid 2. I didn't finish it, by the way, because you're right. It wasn't as good. But, um, yeah, it was so fucking long. But I, every fighter has some sort of gimmick weapon. Like... And what took me out of that movie was somebody was using a baseball bat with baseballs to fight people. And I was just like, yeah, nah. And I turned it off. But mm. that gimmick with the uh, the wire bowl thing, I kind of was like, uh, that seems a bit impractical and could backfire on you really easily, which it ended up doing. Mm. Um, so sometimes some of those gimmicks sometimes take me out a little bit, but maybe that was the point. I don't know. Well, well okay. Yeah. I mean, but that like, it's just, in a film that doesn't have a lot of character development, and the character development comes from the fighting, and mm. it was just cool, cool to see that the women were probably more developed or have had cooler backstories than the men, and they were probably kicked more ass than the men. Um, yeah. And it's a bit odd seeing a man punch a woman, but, I mean, like, if you're going to play the like equal representation game, and you can't have a female assassin not take on a man sort of thing. But the, the females definitely hold their own and they like they definitely do you know kick ass yeah i mean look i reckon it's definitely definitely worth a watch i'm glad it's on netflix because it's probably like the way ticket pricing works in australia for movies it's 16 bucks um or 25 dollars there's no sort of like (laughs) cheap sort of five dollar film so the fact it's on netflix gives it more accessibility more people to go out and watch it i strongly recommend that people check out the night comes for us um very enjoyable it's on netflix now um mm. anthony you have any final words on that one yeah no look i just want to say to people like if if you like that movie um there's plenty of films like that on netflix um even some more mainstream ones like i recently um discovered Ip Man, like I know that sounds like I should know Ip Man because I'm <laughs> yeah. a martial artist, but yeah. Ip Man 1, 2, and 3, like I binge watch that. Um, and there's plenty of other like uh, Kung Fu style movies and, you know, movies that you wouldn't find at your local video store or post office randomly walking past and seeing it on the uh, <laughs> discount rack like I found the Raid 2. But 
you know, you, you'll be able to see these types of things. So, yeah, check out Netflix. The one main thing issue I got with Netflix is the first movie you watch, all of a sudden that's all you ever watch. And, you know, like me, the first movie I watched was a horror film. So now every horror film ever made keeps popping up as a movie that I will watch, which is very, very annoying. So I've got to filter through the crap. you got to sure. rate them. Yeah, yeah, I can't be bothered. So one day I'll do that. But uh, <laughs> so you know, just yeah, check Netflix out if you got it. Um, but look at these streaming services because there's some there's some gems on there you wouldn't be able to find yeah. normally. Um, and like, and just to finish off, there's the other one they made in 2016 called Headshot, which is pretty much the same cast. And I'm definitely going to go check that out after we mm. finish this. Um, the other Netflix film that um, that came out to a bit of fanfare was the um, Sandra Bullock film Bird Box. Um, yes. I've watched it. Uh, it's I guess it's a horror film. I don't know. Maybe more of a thriller. Um, fuck, man. This movie, whatever. i got nothing positive to say. It's so boring. So whatever. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh. I'm not a horror guy. You know I'm not a horror guy. Whoa. I don't God. care. I just wow. don't care about the premise. I don't care about people. If you see this fucking boogeyman, it's going to make you see the worst thing in the world and you want to kill yourself. Like, wow. Whatever. <laughs> wow. Did you, well, did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the best thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's it's like... No, nah, can I... Look, look, look let, me, let me do the bird box some justice before uh, yeah, you, you rip it in your a you, No, no, I, I can't be fucked with it. Like, honestly, it's fucking... Okay, 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 okay. It's two, it's two hours, four minutes, right? And it's... Why? Um, Why? It's, it, that's, that's... I'm saying it right now. It got really repetitive um, towards that one and a half hour mark because it kept going backwards and forwards from the boat to the house, from the boat to the... Like, the flashbacks to the present, the flashback to the present. They could have cut out one or two scenes. Um, the main complaint I've heard people say is they don't like Sandra Bullock's face. Now, that's the main complaint when people give it a low rating. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? They just don't like her face. There's something right. about her, her bitch face they don't like. I don't know. You know what? People Who's complaining weird. about that? It's a couple of reviews that I've seen. Right? That, is it because just... her, like, it requires face acting because she's whatever? I, I don't know. You know what? I, this is, I'm saying okay, these are the type right, of complaints like I'm dealing with. But that's like the, the biggest non-point I've ever heard. But anyway. Uh, this is, what, well, this is what people are saying, right? Which means that they obviously don't have anything really bad to say about it. But the thing is, I think they could cut half an hour out of it um, and they would do, do it more justice. But I don't think you can disagree with this, is that it was beautifully shot um, and some of those suicide scenes, some of those kills, that opening the when they're escaping the hospital scene, don't tell me that didn't have you a little bit you know, on edge or entertained or on the edge of your seat because that was an excellent excellently well done scene yeah that's all right yeah that's all right yeah man this guy just because you think something's a horror film all right it's not a horror film it's a survival film okay all right i'm just throwing that out there even though it says Look, drama horror sci-fi it's a survival film i just don't care about it i mean this <laughs> is like if i'm not invested in the premise i don't give a fuck and like the whole thing about that was the one about the quiet one and they can't make the noise quiet place or whatever. I was gonna I was gonna talk about the quiet place uh, when we talked so about this the one best is and worst. This is literally the same thing as quiet place. So one you can't well, see, actually, this one actually, you can't see. A, actually, it's the same thing as the happening. Do you remember that from two thousand and eight? Yeah. yeah, 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 the happening. Yeah, when there's an unseen force that's making people commit suicide. 
Yes. So this is this is pretty much the exact same. So when I first saw this, I was like, fuck, this is going to be the exact same thing as the happening. However, this is the happening done right. Now, I'm not going to say this is like the best movie of the year, um, but this year has been pretty crap for movies. And I think this is one of the stronger stronger movies that have come out this year. Not saying much, probably on the bottom tier of the stronger movies. Um, bit boring at times, but I did enjoy the characters and I did enjoy the cinematography. I thought some of those scenes were shot beautifully and well executed, especially the death scenes. Yeah, fun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, do I regret watching it? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but like, whatever. <laughs> it's not. It's just. It's it's just it's a survival horror thriller. Bleh. I don't care. I don't care about this. Like, it's hard for me to care. Like, it just. I don't know. I don't know. It's. It's hard for me to articulate the apathy I have towards this genre because it's not particularly one that I feel is one done well, and two. If I don't care about the main character, if I'm not invested in the main characters, I don't care what happens to them. So then I don't have any stakes, and I don't. Keep, I'm not invested. So, um, for instance, okay, we look at the night comes for us. I hmm. didn't. We didn't have a chance to really know Ito until maybe midway through the film. But like the other guys, like Fatty and Bobby, you're watching. Oh fuck, man! These guys are the brothers, and they're just like. They want to make sure that they their brother is okay, and they're they're, they're fighting, and they know they're going to die, but they this, you know, the the brotherhood sort of thing. And it's like, oh yeah, that's that's admirable, and, and you kind of go with it. But this is like Sandra Bullock and her kids is like, oh fucking let the, let the thing eat the dumb kids. Who gives a shit? Like it's like who would want to live in that world where that that where you have to wear a fucking blindfold? Just I fucking put a bullet to my head. Of course I put a bullet to my head. For fuck's sakes. Nah, annoying you, man. You'd be one of those guys that will stare out into the distance and become one of the people that go, oh, it's beautiful, and then start killing other people. Fuck, I don't know. Fuck. Just come up with a better premise. Like, it's, if, you're living, if your world is that, just kill yourself, because uh, what's the point? What, the point you, what kind of quality of life are you going to have? Like, have you ever seen the movie The Road? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, it, yeah, it's like pretty much the same thing. It's cannibals, post-apocalyptic, Everyone's hungry. Radiation slowly killing them. There's cannibals out there that want to eat you. I'm like, why would you want to survive? Just put a full fucking bullet in your fucking head and end it. Because there's no point. There's no point. Oh, mate. Remember, hey, remind me not to shack up with you on an apocalypse, all right? <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be such a Debbie Downer. You'd just be like, find me a gun. I just want to end it. <laughs> well, if, there's, if there's cannibals running around, fuck out. Would... Just hang with me, mate. You'll be all right. Come on, I man. Know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a horror guy. You know I'm not a horror guy, so... Yeah, Bird I mean, Box, whatever. That's what I can say about Bird Box. Um, watch it, watch it, listeners. You'll be fine. You'll love it. Oh, God. All right. Um, um, and the last film I want to talk about that, that I watched over the Christmas break was um, the Black Mirror episode called Bandersnatch. And it was your choose-your-own-adventure sort of movie where you actually had options, and with your remote, you selected what the main character did. Um, you probably didn't watch this one yet, did you? Actually, no, no, no. It's on my um, it's on my watch list. Uh, I I discovered it on Tuesday. Shout out to Kate, my mm-hmm. sister-in-law. She told me to give it a crack. Mm-hmm. I did I did start it, but I was at my parents' house, and you know what my dad's like. Yeah, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What is this? What do you mean you can choose your own story? Yeah. It doesn't work on my TV. Anyway, that's how that went. So, um, so yeah, I will I will be watching it at some point, but. By all means, spoil it away. Do your normal thing. Um, okay, I'll keep it. I won't spoil it. I'll just say very briefly. Um, first of all, 
and if, I think you've walked outside and all I can hear is wind so if you maybe mute yourself that'd be good um, but Bird, Bird Box is uh, Bird Box uh, Bandersnatch is it's a 45 minute film ish maybe an hour the f- first 10 minutes are pretty fun Jesus Christ and that's a screen door or a chair and that's another door. So he's obviously Lady, ladies, and gen- ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing this at the farm right now. So this is hashtag farm life. Get over it. We're all good. Okay, go. <laughs> um, so the first couple of choices are pretty fun. But um, what gets tiresome is that like all choose your own adventures, if you make a decision that is wrong, uh, it kills the story. And then you have to go back and choose the other option. So it can be a bit mundane and it can be a bit repetitive. What I did like was the ending. I thought the actual narrative and the actual overall uh, overall arcing plot was a bit um, confusing and a bit too many layers, if that makes sense, or too many different over-the-top sort of far-left-out t- turns of the plot. Um, the, the overall story was... Yeah, just not that engaging in terms of a Black Mirror episode. It wasn't. Uh, the payoff was cool because the ending I got was fucking sweet. Um, let's just say, I'll leave it. If you've seen this, listeners, you'll know what I'm talking about. I got a five-star uh, review on my game that came out. So that was cool. But uh, overall, I mean, happy I saw it. Uh, would I want to do this again? Probably not. I probably wouldn't want to choose your own adventure sort of... Um, sort of genre or guess yeah film or tv series to come out just because when you're like this when you're constantly going back to see the, the um other plot outcomes it kind of gets a bit muddled and you're kind of like oh if you get the narrative that you got at your own ending if that makes sense so it's okay it was a bit of a for me it was a bit of a uh I don't know, a fad, and hopefully, you know, it was executed well. Um, it worked well on my TV stream. It's like it's seamless. You just make a decision, and then it, boom, it played. So, overall, glad I watched it, but probably won't. I wouldn't actively recommend people go out and watch this thing. Better than Bird Box, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well. Um, yeah. So there's I'll, some. I can't, can't wait to watch it now. <laughs> yeah. So there's some good. Net, that's a good Netflix roundup. Um. All right, guys. Let's maybe shift gears and maybe do our um, 2008 in review episode. Last year we did a um, in a, like a best of sort of thing. Um. But I don't know if I can be bothered doing that again because truly, in my opinion, 2018 had some fucking slim pickings in terms of new films. Um. Anth, what are some highlights of the year? Uh, what are some films that grabbed you and thought, oh, yeah, this is a cool film? And it's something that you really enjoyed. What do you got for us, bud? Yeah, um, yeah it's real slim pickings, man. Um, uh, fuck. I really got nothing like that stands out. Um there's, there's quite a few movies I was really looking forward to seeing, and when I saw them, uh, my childhood just um, died. <laughs> your childhood didn't I... die. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, childhood, try... childhood, childhood, mate. Um, 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 no, no, no. I, I will look. A film came out in 2017, got released this year in um, or on Netflix for us, 
beginning of the year. It was meant to be the scariest movie ever. Um, it was called uh, Veronica, a Spanish horror film. Um, for me, that is probably the highlight of films that I've seen this year. For listeners annoying, you know, if you listen, you know my style is horror. That's, that's my go-to. Um, and, and for me, that's probably the highlight film. Um, it was a well-done horror film. Um, would I say it's the scariest? No, I've seen scarier, but it was definitely well-made, and it wasn't just a gore fest like films tend to be these days, or jump scare fest. So um, I would, yeah, say Veronica was a highlight for me. And other than that, this year was pretty crap. What about would um, Halloween be just a, a meh light? <laughs> a meh light? Halloween would be a meh light for real. I mean, look, listeners, if you haven't heard it because you're avoiding spoilers or if you just haven't heard it, go back and listen to our review on Halloween. Um, you will know that we were both disappointed with this film. Um, I came in kind of more like, you know, a child sitting down going, oh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good no matter what. It's going to be good. I'm going to love it. And now I've had more time to think about it. Yeah, I was, I was great, greatly disappointed. So, um, yeah, I'll say that was a meh light. The other films, look, here's the thing. I was Four films I really wanted to see this year, which I've seen all of them whoa, but one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll stop you there. That's the low lights. We'll get into low lights or disappointments after we talk about the highlights, all right? Oh, no, I was going to talk about the highlight. No, <laughs> all right, go. <laughs> go. Okay, so um, for myself, uh, some of the highlights, I thought... <sighs> I don't know. I thought, like, like you, like you, it was a pretty fucking bleak year in terms of films. Um, there wasn't anything, even like the Oscar bait films. I don't know. I don't even know what the hell could be nominated for an Oscar now, like because there's nothing good. There's nothing good anymore. Nobody makes good films anymore. Well, um, you like Mission Impossible, didn't you? Well, I was about to get that. So my probably my favorite oh. was probably Mission, Mission Impossible Fallout. That was that was probably one of the best action films I've seen um, in a while, actually. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun ride from beginning to end. Yeah, you know, just a genuine popcorn flick um, and, and it had decent enough um, substance to it. It wasn't overly too self-righteous and taking itself too seriously. It was a fine balance between, you know, action, a bit of comedic aspects, and it was good. It was a good film. Um Oh, oh, the other film I really enjoyed, and this, you're going to laugh at me, um, was the animated film uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think that was being... Like, a, in Australia, it's been maybe a bit of a sleeper, but it was one of the best um, sort of positive uh, superhero films I've seen in ages, where it is an origin story, but it's so unique in terms of how it tells that story. Um and it includes so many cool references to the comics um, and how, like, back in the day, the comics were printed a bit blurry because the printer couldn't be set up correctly or calibrated correctly, and the film was a bit blurry at the beginning, had the comic book seal of approval, all these cool sort of throwbacks to old Spider-Man comics. Um, fantastic plot, really engaging sort of male protagonist. Um, it was, yeah, it was a f- fantastic film. Uh, had like I said, had a really good positive message about basically the gist is that anyone can be Spider-Man and you never know. It's all about just taking a leap of faith and hopefully that leap of faith pays out. So really cool movie. I really recommend it. I didn't, we didn't do an episode on it, listeners, just because um, no one saw it. I was the only one that saw it. So, so there's that. Um, and I guess lastly, Avengers Infinity War because it was, um, I don't know. Cool to see everyone on screen together, I guess. 
It's good, 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 good to see all the good to see the gang come back together for for a final hoorah before they all get snapped off into the distance. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, if you look at the the top ten highest grossing films of 2018, they're all superhero movies. So Avengers is number one, Infinity War. That's that two billion dollars worldwide. I mean, that was a fun film. Black Panther was the most mediocre origin story. I guess it, it is good in the sense that it gave representation to people and made people feel inclusive. But at the end of the day, it was just a really mediocre Marvel origin story. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I didn't see it. We saw... What was the other one we saw together? Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World, was it? No, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that was so shit. I fucking hated that. And I hate. I didn't go to see this, but this made $1.3 billion. So that's how fucking... This is where we're heading. Get my drift. Incredibles 2. Didn't see it. Aquaman. Didn't see it. Venom. Didn't see it. Venom. Jesus Christ. That one was critically panned and it made $855 million. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, 7. Mission Impossible. Deadpool 2 was whatever. Bohemian. Oh, Rhapsody. yeah. I saw Deadpool 2. I, I like forgot it. about that. Well, I forgot about it, didn't I? Yeah, I don't think Deadpool 2 was that good. Um... Bohemian Rhapsody was... I saw that. That was okay. I mean, it's pretty stock standard sort of biopic about a music band. Um, and then Fantastic <laughs> Beasts, The Crimes of Grindwald. Could give a fuck about that. So... <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I did see this year? Yeah, what's that? Uh, the Greatest Showman. Was that this year? Was that no, last, last year? year bro. Oh, was it? I don't, I don't remember what shit was. Oh, well, there you go. So I didn't see it. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can be bothered watching that. He Jack and just... Uh, it was there was a long story. Uh, let's say I didn't go there by choice, but the greatest shaman. Oh my god! No, uh, it was it was it was an experience and a half. That's for sure. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like um, for a movie <laughs> podcast, we definitely shit on movies a lot, and I don't like doing that because I want to be happy and talk about cool films and you know be fucking you know engaged and and think how I'd rather talk about how good things are as opposed to how shit the things are. But really, like. When you're getting served hot turds constantly and all it is is super fucking hero, super after hero, super superhero, it's pretty hard to be positive. I mean, the genre itself has to... It's got to, it's got to gas out at some stage because you look at that top 10, it's all fucking superhero mm. films. Yeah. Look, I, I will say you mentioned Deadpool 2 and I forgot I watched it, but the reason why is because it, it was... Here's, here's my 2018. If it was enjoyable, it was enjoyable but forgettable. Like, you know, you, I didn't hate Deadpool 2. I liked it, but I'm not going to go recommend that to people because it was just what it was. It, it was good. It had, some, it had funny moments, but that was it. Um, and the rest of it was that bad. So, I mean, let's lift up our game, Hollywood. Come on. Well, I don't know. I think this is going to keep me milking this trend of superhero films until the fucking, until they literally are. A dead product. I mean, apparently there's some good. Um, like I saw, saw Crazy Rich Asians. That was pretty fun. I mean, it wasn't. It's was a pretty stock standard uh, romantic comedy. Again, people creaming over it, but uh, for me, well, it's pretty stock. Oh, I saw that John Cena film, uh, Blockers. Oh yeah, what did you think of that? Um, people were saying it's this uh, generation's American Pie. Um, and yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, like, but like, why does it have to be this generation's American Pie? Why can't it just be blockers? Like it, it to me, it just seemed like it tried to be, you know, a gross-out teenage sex comedy. 
Um, and it succeeded. I saw John Cena take a beer bong up his ass. So there you go. There you go. Uh, okay. I mean, there's some other films um, that uh, I guess come out um, that are meant to come out with high praise. Uh, Overlord, about the Nazi zombies. Couldn't be fucked with it. Um, what else? Uh, Black Klansman. Apparently that's meant to be really good, but I'm not going to pay $24 to see it, so I'll wait for that to come out on video on demand on Netflix. Um, First Man, about the, uh, I think, the space race starring Ryan Gosling. Apparently that's meant to be really epic, but um, again, I'm not going to pay $24 to see it, so I'll just wait for that to come out on Netflix or VOD. Um, a Star is Born, could not give a fuck about Lady Gaga, I'm not interested in anything she <laughs> sings about. So, no chance I'm seeing that. Um, yeah, and like, I guess, it's it's been a bizarre, a very bizarre year for films, where the hits, where, where like, there have been, I think, more flops than hits, and, so, and sort of like, everyone was super hyped. But the hits we got, I don't know, they're, just, they're, they're like either sequels or just part of a franchise, if that makes sense. Mm. So Avengers Infinity War, that's like the 10th film or whatever it is. So that's got, that made $2 billion. Black Panther is part of that Marvel Universe. Jurassic World is a sequel. Credible 2 is a sequel. Aquaman is part of that universe where they've he's been in two previous films. Uh, Venom was, I guess, an original film, I guess. Mission Impossible 2 is a sequel. Deadpool 2 is a sequel. Bohemian, Re- Bohemian Rhapsody, that's its own thing. Um, and Fantastic Beasts, well, that's a sequel. So, like, out of the top ten, there's only really, realistically, one, two or three films that, are, that aren't sequels or part of a collective universe or, or expanded universe as such. Yeah, true, true. So that's um, pretty fucking disappointing. And uh, I hate to be one of those guys where, oh, things were better in my day. I don't know. They probably weren't, all right? But at least in my day, if we look about, let's say, let's go back to Anth. What film, what year do you want to go back to? Do you want to go back to maybe 2002, something like that? Or 2000... Sure. 2003, mm. maybe? I don't know. Go, go to 2003. That's when the... Uh... That's when The Rock uh, started more Hollywood, but he wasn't shoved down our throat. So that was, that was a good year. Let's do that. Uh, all right, cool. Well, maybe this isn't a good example. Hey, you know what? Maybe Hold on, I just want to say, you know, I just what? mentioned The Rock, but you know what we never mentioned was any of any of his movies that come out this oh, year. Because they're garbage. They're all fucking. Because they're garbage. They're just like he's just pumping them out. He is legit pumping them out like he's at the gym bicep curling right now. He's legit just pumping movies out, and they're no good. But anyway, <laughs> skyscraper, come on. At all. All right, well, maybe let's go. I want to go back to our young day when we were kids and we were all optimistic and maybe had a bit more, a bit more hope in our life. So let's go back to 2000, all right? So 2000, Mission Impossible 2 was the highest grossing film. Oh, my God, that's a really bad start. But you had Gladiator, <laughs> Cast Away, um, we'll Meet the Parents, stuff like that, Perfect Storm, um, you know, what lies beneath. So, you, I guess at least you had films that were, I don't know, just films. That, that, like, this is a new film. It's a, it's not a collective thing. It's just own, it's its original sort of thing. Like, Gladiator, Cast Away, What Women Want, you know, Don, like, these things just aren't a fucking sequel or a sequence in ten, one of ten, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
All right, so let's uh, we're all bummed out, so let's get on with the lowlights of 2018. Um, there's one film in particular I thought was a really stinker, but I'll let you start off on it. So you had you said you were looking forward to, to some yeah, films. Yeah, so, so I was looking. I was, this year I was looking forward to four films, four films in particular. Uh, one I didn't end up seeing, which was Creed 2. Um, so that might make my best of list. I haven't seen it yet, so let's just leave this out. Um, so the three that I was really looking forward to that I did see, um, and I'm really glad one I didn't see in cinemas because I was meant to, but the person I was going with cancelled on me last minute. So the first one was Halloween. Um, we talked about that extensively. Go listen to that podcast. Um, but that was obviously that was a bummer. Um, and then The Nun. I'm a fan of the Conjuring universe and the Conjuring movies. And I didn't get a chance to see it in the cinema because the person bailed. But I rented it last week because it came out last week. And I didn't finish it. I took it out of my DVD player. I threw it across the house. And I should probably return that because I'm going to get some late fees. So that's that. Um, fucking horrible movie. And The Predator. Super looking forward to that. Go back and listen to our Predator podcast. Um, both of us were keen as beans um, heading into it. And you know what? I watched it and Sam messaged me and I kind of set him up because he was like, is it as bad as everyone made it out to be? And I'm like, no, nah, man, it's all good. The fanboys just hate it. It was pretty bad, but I kind of wanted him just to waste money and see it, just to, you know, annoy him. And, uh, yeah, Sam, you loved it, didn't you? Well, we went to do an episode on it, and I didn't want to, because I would have nothing good to say about it. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking dumb. It's made by Shane Black, who wrote the first one and features in the first well, one. He, he didn't write the first one. He, oh, act, he acted in the first one, um, and they brought him in because he was a writer. So he could oh. make make little adjustments as he went, but he strictly just wanted to do the acting. So okay, it, well, whatever, because he, he fucked up this one. This movie stinks, <coughs> and I'm talking like horrifically stinks. Um, the the premise is bizarre. It's, it's the, the predators are here to save us, save the planet from global warming. Um, the new predator to the mega predator, the megadon or the the meg fucking sucks and it's design looks pathetic it's shit it's just a shit film like the new the main characters are like just so vanilla and they're like oh i'm this guy and this makes me cool because i do this it's like whatever man just fucking die like just want the predator to kill them all you know what you you just mentioned the meg now i want to just compare those two movies for a second okay because they both got a similar score on imdb and i just want to i just want to say this right now i thoroughly enjoyed Jason Statham's The Meg. Um, not because it was a good movie, but because mm. it knew exactly what it was, it went out to be exactly what it was, and it was good and entertaining because it was what it was, and it knew it wasn't going to be any better than that. Mm. This, this, The Predator, had no idea if it was a comedy, no, if it was an action, if it was sci-fi, it had no idea. The, the writing was all over the place. Forget all these comments about, oh, you can tell that the reshoot, the reshoots affected it. You know what? No film at Hollywood standards should have shitty CGI and shitty editing like that movie. You've got a whole post-production for a reason. Fine-tune it. Hold the release date back. Okay, again, I don't care. But fix all those mistakes before releasing this high-budgeted movie, right? That that there should be no excuse. The writing was all over I the think, place. I, well, had... I think to be honest, just to interject. Sorry to interject here, but oh. I think the reason why they did it is because 
the studio realized how much of a fucking turd it was and they just didn't want to put that much more money into it. Yeah, probably, probably. But what I'm saying is that, I mean, people were using the reshoots as an excuse, but it's the writing. The writing was all over the place. Like, you don't see, like, for example, we just talked about The Night Comes For Us, right? But they didn't try and overdo the plot. They knew they were an action movie. They knew they were going to go, 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 go. They had the plot. The plot was there, and that was it. This movie tried to do a twist after turn after turn after twist, <laughs> and they too much talking, like, too much crap. Just have like, the predator kill a bunch of people. It's not hard. I like the whole thing with the son and the dad. And it's like, oh man, just kill them all. Just fucking kill them all. The son, you know what? Look, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that they. Um, you know, they had autism in a in a nice light and oh, everything dude. like that. I'm not trying. I'm not not trying to bum that out, but it shouldn't be in that movie. It shouldn't be in that movie. Just have the predator come down in the middle of army shit, pick off people one by one, and have a freaking buffed up Austrian dude fight the predator at the end of the movie. It's not hard. All right. All right. <laughs> he's, he's he's hot, ladies and gentlemen. He's hot. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was dumb. I mean, is like you said. I was really looking forward to this film in particular because I thought it'd be um, a return to the form in some respects. But yeah. in my opinion, it's worse than it's the worst one ever made, and worse than Alien v Predator Two. Um, it just lacks compelling storytelling, lacks cool aesthetics, lacks everything edited poorly. Like some of the deaths, you're like, "Wait, did he die?" Like because it doesn't does doesn't show you. Um, it just, <laughs> yeah, that dude, that dude's who head just randomly explodes. Yeah. Um, or the uh, the first loony that died, like you know, it's like I remember, I, like I watched it in cinemas, and then I had to complete the collection. I did buy it, and I rewatched it because I'm like, fuck it, I'll Why? give it a second chance. Why would you do? Why would you buy this film? No, because I wanted to see if any stop they had supporting some, shit art. No, I wanted to see if they had commentary. Yeah, look, I got a DVD collection. All right, I got a lot of shit stuff there. Okay, you know what? I, I'm that guy. But I just wanted to see if they could shed any light on the issues. And there were some deleted scenes that if they actually put it in the movie would have helped. You know, it wouldn't just be one minute they're there, next minute they're over there. But anyway, um, I forget what I was saying. But yeah, yeah, no, you still can't tell when these people die or how they died. It's just, it was that poorly done. And the CGI, oh my God. Ugh. Ugh. I've it's seen bad. CGI it's, it's, and it's, Nintendo's. It's a poor film. It's just from tip to, it's a B-grade film. B grade actors, B grade directing, B grade plot. It maybe C grade plot, but I mean, whatever. I mean, I really hope that if this franchise got up and going again, we'd probably see something cool. But yeah, it's dead. I think it's definitely dead. I don't think they'll make another one because it budget was eighty eight million and it made one hundred sixty. <sighs> Do you reckon they made? Probably maybe made a bit of money. Who knows? Because of marketing, you got to add on more money to the production bud production budget. So. I don't. I don't know. It might. You know what? It might end up like uh, Ghostbusters. You know, all that hype around it, and it just like just dies a horrible death. So I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Well, I don't really want. I don't. I really don't want to see another one now. I could pitch you a Predator sequel that would. That's just so easy to make. Fucking! It's been what thirty years. Thirty years. I just said it. (laughs) Yeah, thirty years since what happened. Guess what? Dutch is back because he's the only expert. He's the only one that's faced one of these things. They, the U.S. government's lost a recon team. They're going to send in another recon team. Recon team goes up against the predator. Dutch is the only one to survive again. Like done. You get you get <laughs> you get Arnie and Danny Glover back. Those two old, yeah. too old for this year, guys. Just like riding around. 
and it's kind of like a lethal weapon kind of knockoff as well at the same time. They're like, we're both too old for this shit, just fighting a, the Predator. And the you Predators be... send back an old Predator to fight him. That'd be even better. You know what would <laughs> like... be cool, though? If they did maybe like a... Because Robocop's... A... They tried to do a Robocop remake or reboot, and that franchise yeah. died, so that's dead. What if they did like a Robocop versus Predator where the Robocop... <laughs> <laughs> he takes on the predator because he comes to fucking Detroit. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be sick. Give us, I don't know, man. Just give us something that isn't this. Yeah. yeah. Another film that I was really disappointed with. Um, I kind of liked it uh, when I saw it, but it had zero rewatch factor. Uh, was Solo, a Star Wars story, or a Star Wars story, so whatever it's called, the Han Solo film. Um, yeah, that was just a garbage sort of outcome, really, because you think about it, I mean, in a, in, a, in a year where we had a Star Wars film and the Star Wars film didn't even make the top 10, it was a box office bomb. you got to think, Jesus Christ, that's a bit of a disappointment. Um, I was, <clears throat> wasn't looking forward to seeing it, I mean, because I don't really need an origin story um, of Han Solo. But at the same time, when I did see it, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it, I guess. Um, but then when I tried to rewatch it on, on video on demand, uh, it just I just couldn't be bothered with it. Like it's very dark, and for whatever reason, at home on my TV, it's really hard to make out what was actually happening in the cinema. I didn't really notice too much, but when I'm at home, it's just fucking so dark. And the plot, they are that the twists, I guess, in the plot. Now that I know what they were. I couldn't care about them, if that makes sense. So, obviously, at the time, I thought it was, all right, yeah, whatever. That's a cool plot twist. But now that I know what happens, I just, I don't know. It's like diminishing returns, I guess. I know I'm not a Star Wars fan, but there used to be a Star Wars, um, like a feeling towards Star Wars. Like, Star Wars films used to be special. Like, they would come out, and like, like The Phantom Menace. I remember when that came out, and that was like all the hype. And, you know, there was a special feel around it, even though it was a shit film, there was a special feel around it. And then the, even the later episodes that came out, but now it just seems like Star Wars films just come out like almost to a year. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they're just like kind of popping out. Yeah. There's no, there's no well, real hype or surround behind them or anything. They're just, I, they're just common. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't mind that so much. That they, if they're good, that's the other thing. Like, here's the thing. Star Wars... People love Star Wars too much. Like, they're too invested and they get too. What's not patriotic? Because that doesn't make any sense, but. Protective. Protective. Protective over a property that is essentially about sci fi fantasy. And what was really cool about The Force Awakens is that generally the community thought that that was an okay film, it had its flaws, but it was fun. And generally the community was pretty positive. And then Rogue One came out, and again, Jenner is pretty positive. And if you go back to these reviews, I think we reviewed them, if we're not. But my standpoint was that they're okay films, like 7.5 out of 10, 6.5 out of 10 sort of films where you go in, it's pretty fun, pretty cool. You probably don't like everything they do, but it's like, whatever. On, on the whole, fine. Then The Return of... No, was it? The Last Jedi came out, episode 8. And people went batshit. I was so bummed by that film for because it, it was just such a bland film. But people got really, really over the top with their hate. And and I guess that feedback, particularly with Solo, 
when that no, when that film bombed, it's kind of really it's taken for me to shine off this sort of franchise. Mm. Like, if people can be that putrid to the to the actors and the directors, and and you know, tr- try and get people troll people to get off Instagram and stuff, it's like I don't want to be part of that. And I don't want to be part of... I don't want to like a film or, or a film series that people like that like. Mm. So, the, the Joe Blow fans are just like, uh, you know, this is a bit intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even know any of that was going on. So, yeah. now, yeah, definitely not going to go into that. Jeez. Yeah, and know. it's just like... It's it's a whole it's a whole ordeal. And I just feel like the movies that... You, you're never going to make everyone happy, but... <sighs> Star Wars was episodic that's the main thing that people forget it's episode one two three four five six right and you have mm. these standalone films people don't know what the fuck they are because star wars is associated with episodes yeah um and you kind of take away from the premise of star wars if you're doing that if you're doing standalone tv series if you're doing um standalone movies you're it's instantly in my book not a star wars film it's, making money, they're making money off those toys, man. Well, it's a, it's a fan film. It's a whatever film. It's Star Wars standalone films should not exist because it, they should always be episodic. George Lucas created episodic films because he realized. Well, I guess he didn't. He did it in retrospect, but he created he created the structure of the episodes because he wanted it to be like a, a a pulp comic or like a Flash Gordon. Or this is this episode. This is what these these guys are doing. Was episode three always episode three, or did that come come by later? That um, no, four. That... Sorry, episode four. So episode four wasn't called episode four. It was just called Star Wars. Oh, I got gotcha. Star Wars episode four, New Hope, um, and then and then episode five, Empire Strikes Back, episode six. So it was episodic. Like yeah. That's, so that's what I kind of associate Star Wars with being. And you get the blue. Sorry, you get the yellow text at the front of the movie. It scrolls up. It's cool. It's a, or crawls up, whatever you say, or, or scrolls maybe. Um, whatever. <laughs> but it's that's how I associate Star Wars. And you get these Han Solo films, and it's just like, what are we? What are we doing here, guys? Like fucking. Can't you yeah. just? Can't you just create something new? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly how I felt with Halloween uh, 2018 and the Predator. Yeah, and uh, uh, and you know what, like. Just give me some original filmmaking. Uh, just give me some original films. I think that's what we need, man. And that's where Netflix is kind of cool because there are some original movies that pop up on there. And, you know, look, a lot of them might be crap and you've got to filter through, but at least I'm not getting the same crap over and over again. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's true. I mean, like... Annihilation was a good film on Netflix. I, th- I think we did an episode on it. I can't remember. Yeah, we, we did a two-for-one kind of thing on that. Yeah, that, that was a really cool thing. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I mean, but for every good Netflix film, you get a really garbage one. Like, mm. um, Mute, Mute was fucking terrible. Um, that was like a sci-fi thing. Uh, like, for every Mudbound, you get something like uh, the... Um, Cloverfield Paradox, whatever it's called. Um, oh, Jesus. That. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just remember, like, oh, Cloverfield. Yay. Turn it on. Oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah, because you liked the first couple, didn't you? Well, I like, look, Cloverfield, yeah, it was a great, like, mm. little uh, found footage horror film. Mm. Mm. And then 
like they built their universe without actually making any more than one movie. Hmm. And then all of a sudden they released 10 Cloverfield Lane. And you were like, oh, let's tie everything together. And then and then kind of like I just said with Star Wars, they just keep releasing stuff. And then they're like, instead of like a, it was like an eight-year gap between the first two movies. And then it was just like a one-year gap, boom. No, 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 we're just going to play the commercial now. We're releasing it right now. Mm. And and then it just it just seemed like that they just slapped the title on a random sci-fi movie and then put the Cloverfield monster at the end. And it was really bad. It just took away the specialness from the Cloverfield title, mm. something that was just built up from mystery and just fans writing their own theories and stories behind it. Mm. So... Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there you go. That's that one. I, I don't like how everything has to be connected nowadays, and that's something that pisses me off. But yeah. Um, so my, so some other films, just very briefly. Um, Red Sparrow. So that was a Jennifer Lawrence film where she plays like a Russian-trained um, femme fatale spy um, who he traps. He basically uses the um, fly trap or honeypot method, where they seduce diplomats and. Well, in the seduction process, kill shout, shout out, shout out to one of my mates. I won't mention any names here, yeah. but he he brought a date to that movie. Um, okay. <laughs> that was like a first date. <laughs> anyway, so go on. Ah, uh, like it's it was okay. I mean, it was pretty. I think over sexualized. It didn't really need to show her. I think she gets raped in that film. Like, like it was. It's just over the top. Like the the like the interesting part isn't the sex appeal. Is how the honeypot happens. Like how she meets someone in a bar and then seduces them and then extracts the information he needs to extract. It's not the actual act of having sex, if that makes sense. So, mm. whatever. That was a bit... That was just, that was just bland. Um, and, uh, shit, I had someone else, I know, something else I don't want to talk about. That, that was a bit... Oh, um, Gotti. So, there was a gangster film called, um, that got released this year called uh, Gotti and it starred John Travolta. And it's about Gotti and the Gambino crime family. And I love... That's one of my favorite, favorite genres is um, mafia movies. Mm. And this was fucking incoherent mess. It got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. It fucking made no sense. It was boring. Gotti was... John Travolta was fucking high on crack with his performance. It was fucking terrible. And that breaks my heart because I truly think that mafia movies are done because... If Scorsese isn't making them, no one's paying attention and no one does it properly. This is such a Scorsese rip-off, try-hard, wannabe film. It makes me want to vomit. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that because um, I just before this podcast, I just quickly just jumped on the top 10 worst movies of 2018, the top 10 best. And um, yeah, in the worst, number one, I'm pretty sure the worst movie of 2018 was Gossy. And I didn't even hear anything of it. Gotti, not Gossy. Gotti. Gossy, that's what I said. What'd you say? Gossy. I you said no, clean your clean your ears out, mate. I said Gotti. Anyway, um, Gossy, come on, man. Jeez. Uh, and apparently, uh, Pacino was in line, or De Niro, like, and then like they just kept getting actor after actor, and then eventually only Travolta would do the role. So, well, um, yeah, uh, I think something happened. I think I think um, fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, everyone's favorite little uh, short, angry guy. Uh, oh, yeah, Pesci. Pesci was actually in it, but then he sued the producers, and he, got, <laughs> he had to get cut out. So they had to like restructure the film, and I think that kind of is what made it so the narrative so incomprehensible. Ah, uh, okay. 
All right, so we know we're a bit down on 2018, um, but 2019 is here. Uh, new year, new prospects, new hope. So we've got um, basically some of the most anticipated films of 2019. And Anth, just give me a quick take, quick second take on what you think these films will be like um, and whether you're, you care or uh, you're even going to be you know, interested. Um, in well, you're, pro- you're probably not going to mention this one because it's in Daniel Avenue, but Glass coming out 17th oh, of January. Was, that's literally the first one I was going to mention. Oh, so well just then, calm yeah. your tears. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, I'm going to see that. <laughs> Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis. Oh man, Split! It's all happening. Glass is going to be a Split. Good. Glass, yeah, Split. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? You're a little little wuss when it comes to the horror, but you'll like it. No, you probably won't. But uh, Split was good. It was a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, it had that tie-in to Unbreakable, where it just kind of came out of nowhere. But you know what? I think this film here will tie it all together. Um, and M Night has come back into form. So it took him a little while to find himself. He went on a bit of a tangent and kind of disappeared for a while, but he's back. Yeah. Um, so Glass. I think will be a good start to the okay. year. All right. Next film I wanted to ask if you'd be going interested in watching would be Lego Movie Two. No. Hmm. I will. It's good. I it cool. I like the first one, and the trailer looked funny and had was and self aware. So I probably will check that out. Um, another movie that looks forward to, and it's a continuation in the never ending saga that is Marvel Captain Marvel. Um, I probably will check that out because mm-hmm. um, it's one of those superhero movies you can bring your wife to because it's got, you know, the female hero taking yep. the lead. So, yeah, I'll probably check that out. Like, I like Wonder Woman, so why not? I won't because I don't care about these films anymore. All right, next it will be <laughs> Us. This is Jordan Peele's follow-up to the smash hit Get Out. Uh, another thriller, so I guess horror. Um, you're right up your alley. Will you be seeing this one, Anthony? Well, I didn't even know that this was a thing. I'm excited now because it's a follow-up <laughs> to Get Out. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see it. Get Out was um, was a surprisingly good movie. So, mm. yeah. Us. Check out, I, think, I think there's a YouTube trailer, so check it out. Oh, so, can I say this? Everyone, get out and go see us. There you go. <laughs> uh, Dumbo. Disney's Dumbo, the live, uh, live remake. Yeah, no. No? Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> DC's Shazam. No. Is that with is that got the rock in it? Uh, yeah, I think he does. I think he plays in it. Yeah, he's something. Yeah, like yeah. Sorry, sorry, Dwayne, not gonna happen. All right. Uh, I mate, if the reviews are good, I'll see it. If the reviews are bad, I won't. Um, Pet Cemetery. Um, yeah, you know what? I saw the trailer, and mm-hmm. it seems like they've got the right type of atmosphere and tone for this movie. So mm-hmm. I will, I will go see it because I, I did like the way. Um, Stephen King's It was um, re-looked at for a new generation and reworked. That movie came out really well. So I'll see what they can do with this one. Okay. Um, I, I'll go see that. If you go see that, I'll go see that with you. I'll go see Pet Cemetery. I like the, I like the TV movie that came out. Not many people do, but I thought it was all right. Um, Under the Silver Lake. So another horror mo- movie directed by the guy who made It Follows. Um, will you see that one? Um, don't even know what it's about, but if it was directed by the guy who did It Follows, I will be following it through DVD and watching it. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest DVD watch ever. Um, Avengers Endgame. No. Mm, I will be seeing that. I think well, this would be I, the last Marvel movie I see. This is probably Avengers Endgame will be... I, Make a guarantee to you, this will be the last Marvel movie I'll go to watch. Look, I didn't, I didn't see um, the last one, uh, whatever, the one where everyone died. I didn't see that. But 
um, Hawkeye does appear on the trailer. And because I do like the everyman, you know, I like the underdog. I might go see it just just to see just to see well, Hawkeye you kick might him off. See Avengers: Infinity War, man. <laughs> Why do I need to see that for? Everyone's dead. Oh, I know what fair happens. enough. You know what happens. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. No. Uh, yeah, no, nah, probably not. John Wick Chapter Three. No. Nah. No, nah, that's a that's a uh, that's not worth the going to see. Uh, what do we got here? Rocket Man. It's the um, the guys who made Bohemian Rhapsody have now made um, a film about Elton John. Oh, that sounds great. Not going to watch it. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> um, Aladdin, the live action remake. Yeah, with no. With Will Smith as the genie. No? Oh, no. Will Smith as the genie. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Will Smith, does that guy have any credibility left? We're like, not getting into that. This is just quick I takes just, of 2019. No, 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 real quick. Yes or no? Does he? Yes or no? No. 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 Okay, good. Next. Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah, fuck yeah. He stars um, Bobby B- Brown, whatever her name is, the, the girl from Stranger Things. Uh, I don't care. You said Godzilla. Uh, anything that's got my boy Godzilla in it, man, I'm, I'm there. Cool. Men in Black International. You know what? I would have said no until I saw this trailer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? It might be okay, but I might wait for that one to come out elsewhere before I go. And that's a hard no for me. Um, Toy Story 4. Um, I'll see that one with you, Sam, because I know you want to see it. I do want to see it, but only if the reviews are good. So if it's going to get good buzz about it, I'll go see it. No. Spider-Man Far From Home. I thought he was dead. Nah, yeah, this is obviously... Oh, who knows? It takes place before Avengers. No, 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 fuck that. Um, yeah, no, because... Yeah, I'm not going to see that. Uh, like, who cares? Uh, the Lion King live... Shit, they're doing three live-action remakes in one year. They're doing they Aladdin, are? Dumbo, and fucking Lion King. Lion King. No. No, I'm not going to see that. I mean, the, if the missus wants to see it. Ooh, this one. This one's going to be good. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino's ninth and, and possibly final film about the um, Hollywood murders. Has it got Kurt Russell in it? It's got... No, it doesn't. It's got DiCaprio, Pitt, Margot Robbie, Dakota Fanning, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, no shit. Has it got Danny Trejo in it? No. No, man. No, sorry, man. You don't like Tarantino that much, do you? Uh, look, Tarantino was cool when I was a bit younger. And mm. I don't know. You've got to be in the right mood for Tarantino. And I, I can't, I'm not going to go to the movie to see one of his films. It, Chapter 2. Yeah, man. Of course. Yeah, I'll be seeing that. I mean, it's got a pretty interesting. Um, the 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 adults are pretty cool. It's cast very well. Jessica Chastain, I'm, James. I'm saying I'm, uh, I'm staying completely away from any details about that because I just I release date. Boom, I'm there. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna love it. Hmm, okay. Um, Zombie Land Two. Zombie Land Two. They made a part two. Yeah. Fuck. Woody, back. Woody's back. Woody's back. Woody's back. Woody's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Either wait for it to be on DVD, but I'll watch it. I'll go. If we want to go to the movies, I'll go to the movies to see that. All right, all right. We'll watch that. We'll watch that. Joker. Another Joker movie. This time, it's directed by Todd Phillips. <laughs> it's got Hawking in it, doesn't it? And it's the origin of him. Phoenix? Phoenix is playing Joker, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. If no. it's got good reviews and no, they're talking no. about him being a potential Oscar winner, maybe I'll go see it. Maybe. No. I think, I think people have really... Uh, Joker's done. All right, I'm just saying. Next, uh, Terminator, the new Terminator film. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, oh, fuck it's off, got, Um Linda Hamilton's back in it though. 
Yeah, that's great. You know what? Again, they, they just like the Predator, they killed that franchise to the ground with Genesis. I'd rather, no. Can't argue there. All right, and last but not least, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, mate, that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I will be seeing that film. So probably what I'm looking forward to is the Tarantino film um, and probably Star Wars... Um, it really <laughs> can't nothing else in that list really got my dick hard what about you oh well you know like i mean i didn't oh, know about, too, probably maybe i don't know about us or um the other one by the it follows director um mm-hmm. but then there's it as well um and pet cemetery so for me this year has some solid horror films coming out and mm-hmm. yeah look couple of weeks now or a week 10 days 11 days whatever um glass so that's what i'm really pumped up for so can't wait all right well, we'll start the year off hot we're gonna start the year yeah mate start the year off hot and i tell you what if i end up hating it then i'm just quitting all movies i'm never gonna watch right. a movie again so, <laughs> so we'll watch i'll watch split and i think that's on netflix now and then we can kind of get into the um that sequel all right listeners hey. I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. We've gone for a bit over now um that was the 2008 in review and um, netflix summary wow. yeah boy we hope you enjoyed that that uh, this episode. As always, you can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, whatever iTunes. I think we're still there. <laughs> um, I hope and, so. And uh, until next time, Anth, we'll see you later. Oh, mate, see you later. Thanks, listeners. Ciao.